great to see you all today.
Sin was great, your love was greater 
sanitize and spray off before sticking it in. Uh, you can grab that card, fill that out for us. We'd love to be able to thank you for joining with us today. It's great to have everybody here. If you're tuning in online for the first time, man, welcome. And as well, uh, type in in the comments for the first time or here new or just checking you out. You better not do terrible. Whatever you need to say. Um, but man, it's great to have you guys too. Guys, here in just a second, I'm going to roll a, just a greeting video we have with a few announcements, but I do want to make a reminder, thank you all so much for the continued giving that, uh, that you're doing towards the ministry and what God is doing, not just in this building, because the church is not this building, but the ministry you're doing in and through this community. 
each and every one of us, guys. I thank you so much for your continued giving. We're going to have some ushers in the back on your way out. They'll have uh, the baskets, so we're not going to pass them or anything like that, but we'll have them on the way out. As well, there's many options to be able to give online. You can text to give. You can go online to our website and give. There's many different ways to be involved that way, and we appreciate your continued giving. Guys, I'm going to turn it over to the video and see so y'all can hear some announcements coming up. God bless. Good morning, church. We are so excited that you're here. Welcome to another amazing service. We have just a couple of announcements for you. First, I'm going to kick it off with the second Guatemala meeting. We had one last week. It was awesome. But if you are interested and you missed that one, please join us. We'll be in the West Wing room, which is right over there. You can't miss it. There's a room. There's only one door that's that way. So go over there. Go in that room and there'll be some people there talking about the Guatemala meeting. Um, join us. It's going to be awesome. And yeah, so come to that. All right, guys. We need some more Sea of Kids and some more Sea of Littles volunteers. We had 16 preschoolers last week. We had like 45 elementary students and we need more help. We love getting to provide all these classes for our kids, but we cannot do it without you, without volunteers, and we need some more. The goal would be to have you serve two weeks a quarter. That's it. Right now, our volunteers are serving more like two weeks a month because we just don't have enough. Um, so we need some more help. There is an interest form on our website. It's called Serve Here, and you click CF Littles or CF Kids. But we just, we need more help, especially if you have a kid that is in CF Littles or CF um, students. We would love that. That CF Littles is our um, birth through pre-K and CF Kids is our kinder through fourth grade. So we love kids. We love loving on our kids, but we need some more help. So we need you to sign up and come help us out. It's going to be super. And guys, it's super easy. You don't have to like, there's not like a lot of prep. All you have to do is show up curriculum, Megan, Claudia, me. We make sure your curriculum is set, ready. It's super easy. So all you have to do is come love on kids and just show them Jesus. That's it. We need you. We need you. So sign up today, please. And I think that's it. That's all of it. We love you guys. Thank you guys. Pastor Corey's coming up. Bye. Bye. I have kids church anymore and your kids have to sit with you. <laughs> uh, um, no, guys, we, we don't, we, we do, they, uh, they've done a phenomenal job of honestly making it super easy. There's a curriculum, everything's already set out for you. I think in the past, I, myself having grown up Southern Baptist, I, I saw my parents have to come home and study and prepare and, and have to put together a whole message for kids that didn't bother to show up or sometimes just didn't even care. Uh, and and there, there's just a special place in my heart for children's church workers. We appreciate you guys. We're grateful. And so part of our, our vision, our goal is, is honestly to try and make it try. It's currently not easy, but uh, we're trying to make it easy for you. So if you can, we'd love for your help. We pre-prepare all the, uh, the lesson plans so there's nothing to do except just read through it. Um, it's really simple, five, ten minutes each week, and then it's just loving on kids. So if you can help us out, we will vet you. I, I mean, I, we, 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 we're mandated to do that. Um, but we do need help, guys, so please, we'd love to have you. Um, I want to jump right into uh, my final message. And uh, we've been in the series uh, over the last, it's, it's 21 days. It worked out to four, four Sundays. And, and with it, guys, what we've been talking about 
is, is seeking God together. I had to get my thing going there. Seeking God together. We've started off this new year with something different, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to say the F word. We've even been concentrating in seeking God together on fasting. What is that word? What does it mean in Scripture? What does God talk about it? What does Jesus say about it? What, what does it mean to our lives? How does it benefit or what is, is it purposeful in our lives today? So if you haven't heard the last three weeks, lucky for you, you only get to have one service of fasting. But I do recommend you going back and listening to it. There's something about it. And it's not just, fasting isn't about having to give up something so much as it's about getting to enjoy God for a moment. It's taking time away from everything else that just weighs on you and saying, all right, I'm going to set aside time, God, set aside time for God daily just to seek him and pursue him. Um, and today what I want to do is I want to wrap up this 21-day fast, which, which ends today. I had somebody come up to me today and say, hey, Corey, is it, is it officially over today or is it officially over tomorrow? I'm like, why are you asking? Like, well, I really need coffee. So I was just kind of, <laughs> I was, um, no, today's the last day of our 21-day fast. Tomorrow's officially off. But, but look, guys, what I want to encourage you with is this idea that just because it's over today doesn't mean it's over. Just because it's over today doesn't mean it's over. And so I'm titling today's message, Becoming Unbreakable. Becoming unbreakable. And as the title suggests, guys, there's a, uh, there's a spiritual journey that each and every one of us are on. And it's this journey from, from what is a life of brokenness where there's, where there's no hope at all to this other side where, where it's, a, it's an unbreakable life. An unbreakable life is a life that's rooted in God's word, that's rooted in, in who he is and what he says about you. There's a scripture in Ecclesiastes 4 and... Uh, I was, I was honored to be able to, to be a part of a wedding yesterday, and of course, this is kind of one of those go-to scriptures, and, and, and I'd already been kind of looking at it and thinking about it due to this message, and I want to show this to you. It says this, it says, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Now... Obviously, in marriage, we, we look at the two coming together, and we then talk about the three coming together, and that being God. And, but, but I want to concentrate on that last part, that not easily broken. Not easily broken. I, to me, that suggests the journey from breakable to unbreakable. There's these, these moments where we become not easily broken before we are unbreakable. That along that journey, there may be times where you're attacked, Times where you may even feel defeated, but by standing back up, what you're doing is you're becoming unbreakable. By choosing to follow God, by choosing to stay grounded in His Word, what you're doing is becoming unbreakable. Hey, I, man, I, I sound like my vocal is extremely loud. I don't know if I'm piercing y'all's ears, but if it is, can we bring my volume down just a pinch? I'm echoing back up on myself. Thank you. Um, and so with this becoming unbreakable, guys, there's this understanding that although we're wrapping up this series on fasting today, although the, today's the, the last day and you're sitting there sweating it out, my last day with no coffee, uh, what we're doing is we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to break fast, if you will. And, and I say that intentionally because I want you to kind of uh, relate it to breakfast, in a sense. Corey, what are you talking about? Okay, so listen, listen, as, every night as you lay down to rest... Your body fasts. 
And, and in that moment of rest, in that moment of fasting, what happens is, is your body rejuvenates, it grows, it heals, it, it rests so that you can go about your next day fully equipped to handle whatever that day holds. Your body fasts, rests, so that way next day it's completely equipped for whatever comes. Now, it doesn't stop there, though. You can't, like, I, I can't start the week off Saturday night going into my new week. I'm going to go to sleep on Saturday, and then I'm not going to sleep the rest of the week. What do I do? I spend myself every day. Every day I spend myself, but then I wake up, break the fast, and go about my new day. Fully equipped, prepared, ready for whatever that day holds. So the same with fasting, guys. As we're on this journey, this, this life this year, this new year, 2021, 20. 2021. Yep. What we did is we began with the fast to, to, to bring our bodies about, to heal, to grow, to rejuvenate our bodies, but also our souls, lining them up by resting in His Spirit. Resting in the Spirit, the Spirit of God. And, and it's honestly something that, that we should be coming back to throughout the year. Throughout the year, whenever your bodies seem to be wearing down, it's, it's time to come back and rest in Him. Fasting is that opportunity. It's in that resting that we grow and move from breakable to unbreakable. Uh, today, what I want to do is expound on what we've started, encouraging you to press in throughout the year as we continue seeking God together. This doesn't end now. We continue seeking God together throughout the rest of the year. And the reason we do that, guys, is because the enemy, the devil, would honestly love it. He would love it. He would love to have you easily broken. The enemy would love you to be fragile. The enemy would love, to you be, love to you, for you to be shallow. If, if you're not somebody who, if he can't talk you completely out of faith, then where he wants you is in this shallow, weak, kind of mundane, apathetic faith. The kind of faith that's easily broken. He would love for you to be the kind of Christian that the very moment that, that things get difficult, the very moment that life gets tough, as soon as there's any pushback, as, as soon as there's any opposition, the enemy would honestly love it. He would love it if you'd pause and start to question God. And I think that's what we do in life. We, as soon as something bad comes, our minds are like, well, well if God is for me and, and who can be against me, then why is this coming against me? And so we immediately start to question God, like, really, God, I, I, I thought this was supposed to be better than this. If I serve you, is this how life is going to be? Uh, where are you right now, God? Where are you at? It's when the enemy begins to nag at us, starts digging in with these little lies. Like, like if you loved God, would he really let you suffer? I think at times it can be easy just to throw up our hands and, and say, man, I guess there must not be a God. Or, or, or if there is a God, then, then he must not be powerful because he's not handling this situation. Or, or, all right, Corey, if he is powerful, well, then he's just not loving because where am I in all this? Or, okay, you say he's loving, then, then if he is loving, then he must not care about me because my plight, my situation, my hurt hasn't been noticed. And so we end up just kind of walking away, finding this shallow faith at best. And the enemy, I think the whole time, is sitting there going, yes, score. Because his agenda for you would be to be easily breakable. Easily breakable in your faith. But God wants you to have a faith that's rooted. God wants you to have a faith that's grounded. A faith that's robust. A faith that's becoming unbreakable. 
Because if you're fragile and life hits you hard, what happens? You break. If you're fragile and life hits you hard, you break. But along the way, you're, you're fasting, you're, you're resting in God, you're, you're establishing a resilience within your own life. You're, a rejuvenation is recurring within your life. There's, there's a determination. And so now, when life does hit you hard, now you withstand more. You're becoming unbreakable. Now, when life hits you hard, you understand that you're getting stronger. Not that God's left you, but you start to have a mindset, a switch, if you will, that says, I'm getting stronger. It's gotten harder. That means I'm about to get stronger. I th- think about it this way. Here's a, a practical example. A wind will blow out a candle. Remember, don't let Satan it out. A wind will blow out a candle, but what will it do to, to a big fire? It'll ignite a fire, right? I mean, it, it, it'll take out a forest. It'll take out a whole... When I first moved to, to Paris, I was blessed enough to, to move into a home. There was a property out 1499. And uh, we were living out there. I didn't have a mower. I'd sold my John Deere to get up here. And uh, one of the elders in the church, Greg Smith, he said, hey, you can borrow mine. And you got to know Greg. Greg, like, I, I mean, he, he mows, like, at one strip of grass if it needs it. And, and then he sharpens the blades, changes the oil, cleans the carburetor. I mean, this thing was nice. It was nice. Pastor Corey, no worries. You go ahead and borrow my tractor. It'll be all right. I go, and, and I had raked our yard. The yard hadn't been raked in, in, I think, years. The leaves were up over my knee. And I'd raked most of them, gotten rid of most of them, but there's this last little section, and I'm like, I'm not going to be bothered. And where our house was, we were right on the, the edge of kind of this forest wooded area going back. And so I thought, well, you know, I mean, look, I'm just going to take the mower over them, mulch them. It's good for the grass. There was no grass growing there anyway. I started mowing right through them immediately saw smoke coming up off the engine, so jumped off the tractor. As soon as I jumped off, realized fire had started underneath on the leaves. Well, fire just didn't start. Apparently, like, the fuel line, it was the first thing to go, and so it was, like, spraying gasoline on the fire. But what happened is I'm trying to grab the mower, pull it out of the way, and within seconds, the rest of the leaves were gone. Yeah, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. (laughs) But so was the south side of Lake Crook. <laughs> or Pat May, excuse me. Where were we? Yeah, there, up there. It was gone. Like, I was, I was taking it. Like, I thought, okay, here I am, first month to Paris. I'm going to have to call the fire department up to introduce myself. Hey, guys, uh, this is my fault. Can, uh, can we fix this? But a, a wind will blow out a fire, and yet that same wind can be used to just to push a fire. To create more of a fire. When you're becoming unbreakable, you realize, you recognize a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. So now you're not throwing up your hands assuming God isn't there or doesn't care, but, but rather now you're more than just surviving through it. Now you're joining together with others to get something out of it. It's not going to destroy you. Now you're joining together with others to get something out of it, growing better in the midst of the storm, becoming unbreakable. It's a mindset that says, look, the enemy, the enemy can come along and he can try and huff and puff me out. But every time he tries, as I join together with others, when I get hit, when he comes at me, I'm going to get better. I'm going to become stronger. I'm going to experience more of God's glory. I'm going to experience more of God's power through this situation. 
Think about Joseph, the life of Joseph. Joseph, he, he gets thrown into a pit, but because he believed in God, because the whole way through he chose to never compromise, to stand firm, he comes out on the other side as the man in charge. The very thing the enemy wants to use to destroy you could be the very thing that you use and God wants to use in your life to propel you, to excel you. That's what God wants for you. Come on, guys, that's exactly what God wants in your life. We get these mindsets that, that God's just searching the world over, looking who he can plow under next. That's not God. He wants you to not only survive the hits you take, but he wants you to, to deal damage on the enemy's territory. He doesn't want you just to be able to hold your ground. He, he wants you to take background. So often we're in this defensive mode where, where we're just like, well, I'm, I'm managing, I'm, I'm coping, I, I'm hanging in there. And God wants so much more for you. He wants you to start knocking stuff down. In the name of his son, he wants you to start taking back territory. And when you get hit, to then grow in the midst of it, to become more powerful as a result of it. I, I see this in Paul's life. I want to jump to Romans. Romans chapter 8 and verse 37. Look at this with me. Paul writes, he says, I've determined. He said it in his mind. If you're determining, you're, you're taking a mindset. You're taking an approach. You're, you're making a conscious effort, a conscious decision. There's options. But he's determined that nothing, there is nothing that can ever separate us from God's love. Death can't separate me from God's love. Life, the life I live can't separate me from God's love. Goes on, he says, neither angels or demons, neither fears for today nor worries about tomorrow. None of these things can separate me from God's love. All of these things, the things we worry about, the things we obsess over daily, the shame and guilt over what's in our past, maybe the fear or the anxiety based on what's to come. All of these things, not even the powers of hell, can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all of creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. It's a determination. I've determined none of these things. There's nothing that can take me out. That's resilience. That's becoming unbreakable. He, uh, earlier in verse 28, I want to jump down to verse 28, he says this, and we know that God causes everything. We know, what, well, what is, we know that God causes everything. Everything is what he mentions later on there in verse 30, 30, uh, 37. The same things that can't separate me from God's love, so no fear, no insecurity, no shame, all the stuff that comes at me daily. Life, death, all of it, all that stuff, we know that God causes all of those things to work out for the good of those who love God. Work out for the good of those who are loved God and called according to his purpose. We're becoming unbreakable. And so the raging winds actually increase the power of your flame. Paul says the same thing in 2 Corinthians. I want to show you this too. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, uh, verses uh, 8 and 9. He says this, look, we're hard-pressed. This is life. We're hard-pressed on every side by troubles, but we're never crushed. We're perplexed because, I, I mean, honestly, crazy happens daily, right? We're perplexed, sure, but, but we're never in despair. 
We're persecuted, but, but we're not abandoned. We're knocked down, but we're never destroyed. Paul's describing becoming unbreakable. And he didn't stop there. I want to jump ahead to verse 16. Dropping down to verse 16, he says, that is why we never give up. That is why we never give up, though our bodies are dying, though things happen daily on a, on a, in this life, there's things that happen, things that come at me that are going to try and tear down my bodily form. Though our bodies are dying, my spirit, on the other hand, is being renewed every day. For our present troubles, they're small and they won't last very long. And yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs all of the other stuff that happens daily. And it'll last forever. So we don't look at the troubles that we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on the things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now, all of your troubles, all of your worries will soon be gone. But the things we cannot see, our hope in him alone will last forever. What this is telling us, Paul's saying, look, not only are we able to be pushed on every side, but not crushed. Yeah, well, not only are we knocked down, but never destroyed. We're, we're perplexed, sure, but we're not in despair. But also, every one of those hard things, every one of those dark days, every one of those brutal acts, every one of those instances that you would gladly, gladly trade in, serves to help us understand more of God. It draws us closer to Him. It, it reveals more about his never-ending grace, his love along this journey to becoming unbreakable. I've, uh, I, I've been through situations, circumstances in my own life that I, I wouldn't wish on an enemy. And look, and I know there's stories across this room. Some of you have too. And personally, for me, the things I've been through, I wouldn't have chosen to gone through any one of them. And yet I've determined, like Paul said earlier, I've determined, I've made a conscious decision. Because God allowed it, I faced it and I learned to worship. I faced it, and in facing it, I learned resilience. And on the other side of it, I now know I'm better, more of God's grace in my life, more of his re revealing love. I, I, I'm... I'm closer to him than I've ever been. He revealed himself in the storms to me every single time. Every fiery trial, every storm that came up, God's revealed himself. I may not have seen it in the moment. In the moment, I would have been like, God, please get me out. But I can look back now and I can say, wow, thank you, God. I believe that's why James, the brother of Jesus, was able to write that we count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Now that alone, it, it sounds dumb. It, it sounds stupid. Like, really? Why am I going to count it joy to fall into a trial? But look, he continues. He says, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. James was telling you, the testing of your faith, these moments where, where you're becoming unbreakable, it produces patience. It produces resilience. It produces an unbreakable foundation that cannot be moved or shaken. The point is, guys, when, when trials come, uh, our natural nature is to say, now, this, is, this is terrible. I hate this. God, where are you even at? 
Uh, I mean, if we, were, if we were outside of church, some of you would just go a little bit further and call it what it is. This is... <laughs> hey, I didn't even have to say it. You knew because you were thinking it. <laughs> but we do. God, where are you even at in this? But I'm telling you guys, instead, what God is telling us where to do is, is, is understand, God, I, I can't get stronger without there being weight stacked on. If I keep pumping weight at the same place I'm at, I'm not going to grow. I'll stay where I'm at. If I want to grow, I've got to start adding weight. So God, I, I thank you. I can't get stronger without weight being stacked on. I, I can't build up muscle without my muscle being torn down. It's believing if God allowed it, then I'm going to praise him in the midst of it. Because I can trust, because I can know, because I can understand, I can rest in, I can hold on to the fact that he's got a plan, and I'm going to be better on the other side of it. As the, uh, as the band starts making their way up, I, I, I'm going to start to close. Oh. Um. In 2021, guys, for, for each and every one of us this year, I want us to be the, the, the kind of Christian that no, no matter what God allows to come, no matter what happens this year, no matter what storm, no matter what trial, no matter what looks ahead and looks like I'm, it looks like it's insurmountable, no matter what comes, that I'm going to worship anyway. Even when it confuses me. God, I don't, I don't get this. I'm going to worship anyway. Even, even when it runs contrary to what I feel God's plan should be, I'm going to worship anyway. I'm going to worship. Why? Why? Because God's got a proven track record of bringing goodness out of bad things, right? As that song we sang this morning, he's turned graves into gardens. He's turned seas into highways. He's the only one who can. I can trust him, right? Think about the cross. Think about the cross. Paul wrote this in, in Romans chapter 8 and verse 32. How can we, how can you and I think that God, who, who didn't even hold back his only son, but freely gave his son to us, how can we then think that God would not freely give us everything else? Come on, guys. He gave his only son for you and I. And if he would be willing to give up his only son, if, if I can understand that he loved me so much that he gave up his son for me, if you can grab a hold of the knowledge that he gave his son for you, then you've got to know. You've got to understand, guys. He's going to follow up on it. He doesn't give his only son for you and then just leave you hanging to dry. Suck it up, buttercup. No. He wants to see you succeed. He wants you to thrive. He wants you to be rooted and grounded in him. How can we think that God would not then freely give us everything else? If God can take the worst of days, in all of humanity, the worst of days, the day that Jesus Christ was crucified, 
if he can take that day and bring about the salvation of my soul, the forgiveness of my sin, and then as well, not just mine, but the very same thing for, for everyone who's ever lived or breathed. If God can do that on that bad of a day, how can I face any bad thing in my life and not immediately know if he can handle that day, if he can handle crucifixion day, he's going to bring good out of my day. He's got a plan. We're going to assume that he wants to bring good out of whatever's presently bad. Chris, if you can, please, will you bring the instruments down, the DCA on the instruments down? So what does this look like, becoming unbreakable? I, I've alluded to it, and I think it looks a lot like a developing root system. There's this root system of resilience. It's this desire to keep growing, to keep pursuing, to keep digging in, to hold firm. A, a root system that rests in Him. Jesus said it in a parable. He said, look, things that don't have roots, they get scorched by the sun. That's the, that's the way the enemy would love for you to end up. But God wants you to thrive. Becoming unbreakable is like putting down roots into God's character. It's putting down roots down into who he is, down into his revelation about you, what he says about you. So now, now not only are you not crushed, but now you become better in the thick of it. God shows you things in the storm. He shows you things in the fire that you wouldn't have been able to discover any other way because he's near to those who are brokenhearted. He comes close to us as we draw near, as we come close to him. I think back on the hard days that I've walked through, that my family's walked through. And, and I think back on, on all that God's revealed to me during those times and even after those specific times. And guys, it, it, even if I could have it any other way, I would still want those things that God's given me through. I, I can't do what I do. I can't be who I am. I can't pursue every day without having learned and garnered that information during those times. If I could do it without the storms, gladly, God. But the truth of the matter is, for each and every one of us, I know there's no way that I can know that God has it all under control except by the grace that he's given me in the midst of my worst nightmares. The moments that God walked with me every step of the way when I felt all alone. But when you start to see it that way, as opposed to God's left me, God's not here, God's not in this, when you have that mind switch, all, all of a sudden, far from being taken out of your hardship, rather, you discover that your hard times are making you stronger. What each and every one of us need for this year, for, for going forward in 2021, guys, we've got to have that tenacity, that spirit inside, that leaning in, that resting him that, that says, hold on, I, I'm not just going to keep on getting knocked down. I'm not just going to keep getting knocked down and just get back up, too. More so than both, I'm going to start knocking back. I've been given authority. I've been given power. I'm not going to hide. I'm not afraid. I'm not going to cower anymore. Come on, church. Stand with me anymore. No longer are we going to cower. No longer are we going to hide behind. Rise up as we close, church. No longer. Nothing.
Nothing, nothing that's formed against me can prosper. I've been given the name above every name. My name is written in God's hands. I've got his power inside of my life. I've got his authority exuding from me everywhere I go. When I recognize who it is that lives and dwells inside of me, all of a sudden I can put my foot down in his name and take ground back. I can start knocking some stuff down. I don't have to live in fear because I'm a child of the Almighty. And I know that God has a plan for my life. I'm becoming unbreakable as we continue, guys, to come back, as we continue this year seeking Him first, as we continue to rest in Him, get rejuvenated by Him. As we continue seeking God together, we're becoming unbreakable. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word, your truth. Lord God, man, everything that you are to each and every one of us, the personal relationship that you desire to have with us. And Lord God, I thank you that you're bringing us from glory to glory to glory, Lord God, that I don't have to rest in today's fears, but I can stand and acknowledge the power and the authority that I have over them. I'm getting built, I'm getting stronger, Lord God, and I pray that our minds would be changed, Lord God, that we would understand, that we would look to you as our first and foremost. Not a where are you, but a God, what do you plan on doing through this? I thank you for lives across this room, Lord Jesus, and I pray your strength, your power in their life. Real quick as I'm praying, guys, if there's anybody here and you've never had a personal commitment or, or heard about a relationship with Jesus, I want to tell you, man, more than anything, the God of love is looking down on you and saying, man, I, I gave my son for you too. I love you that much. I don't know what you think love is today, what you've heard about it, what you've not heard about it, who you think Jesus is, who you think he's not, and what he's about, or all those other things. Look, don't worry about that. I'm telling you this. He loves you. He cares for you so much, and he wants to see you succeed. Does that mean no trials will ever come? No, 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 no. But it means he wants to build in you during those trials. If you're here this morning and you've never given your life to Jesus and said, God, I, I need you, I'd love to pray with you real quick. If you're tuning in online, I encourage you, just, just type in a little something to, a, to the pastor that's sitting online. Say, man, I'd like to pray or, or show your hands raised. Guys, if you're here across the room, right where you're at, I want to pray for you. If you'll please raise your hands. If there's anybody in here who's never experienced a life-changing relationship with Jesus, or if you have, you, you feel like you've pulled away and you want to draw closer today, just real quickly raise your hands across this room. Awesome. 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 Guys, it really is a simple. Scripture says, if you believe in me, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, and that his son was raised from the dead, that's all it is. It's just acknowledging, God, I need you in my life. You loved me this much, and now, God, I want to follow you. If everybody across the room, if you'll bow your heads with me and pray with me, Heavenly Father, I need you. I believe in you, and I pray, Lord, that you'd reveal yourself to me today in my situation, in my hurt, that I would become unbreakable in you. Heavenly Father, I thank you for commitments across this room, people, Lord God, that are choosing this day, Lord God, to follow you. I pray, Father, that they would be encouraged, that they would grow, Lord God, that they would get involved, Father, and for the rest of us here, too, that we would gather around each and every one and say, man, I encourage you 
This is new life. The old is gone. Behold, all things are brand new. You're becoming unbreakable. No longer are you fragile, but now you're moving into him, into a rock that cannot be moved, a rock that cannot be shaken, a rock that is all-powerful, a rock that is with us. The child of the Almighty is who I am, Lord God. I can put my foot down. I can continue on. Lord God, I can take back ground. I thank you for life in you, Lord Jesus. I thank you for life found solely in you. In the name of your Son, I pray. Amen. Amen, amen. Come on, guys, give up another shot for the Lord God. Hey. Hallelujah. Listen, guys, if you raised your hand today, if you committed to a new life in Christ, don't leave here without finding out more about what that means. We've got a 101, what it means to belong to, to church here, but more what it means to belong to Christ. Love to have you sign up, tune in for that. Guys, get involved, get encouraged, find some people that will lift you up. God bless you all. Let God break every chain, amen?